Dark Kid. All I gotta say is what we can say is cheating. Presidente Cameron Collins is with me. How you doing, hello, man? Oh, hello. I, you know, I'm doing good. I, uh, I think my favorite part of today was Brian Schmetzer's halftime talk yeah. with uh, Casey Keller, and uh, uh, you know, three points. Um, sunny day here in Seattle today. Got myself a Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Citrus flavor. Surprise! And, surprise. Uh, uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to go to the store yet. I'll do that before our next recording, and and uh, and then we're gonna and then we're gonna go to. Uh, uh, we have what one more game this weekend on the road, and then the Sounders have five straight games. They're home, uh, five straight games all of June, all at home. Yeah, I remember looking at that and it's like, I mean, we have a all of June, a month, without having to uh, travel anywhere. Yep. That's a lot of money at Lumen Field, though. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking. So last time uh, we recorded, my wife went to a place called, and I'm going to get it right this time. It's the Grape and Grain here oh, on, in Everett. Grain. Yeah, uh, exactly as it sounds, you know, just a bunch of uh, beer and wine. But they specialize in it, and she gave me two options when she went. And uh, it was the Bainbridge Brewery, that our Bainbridge Brew, that I had last time, that IPA, Windfall. Or this multiplayer guild collab IPA. Um, and I read this. this. is actually pretty cool. It's by Snowtown Brewery. This is a, a collaboration with a bunch of other Washington State breweries. So they all have their own multiplayer guild collab. Oh. So it's kind of like a collection, like special edition. Yeah. That's it's got cool. these cool like 8-bit, like early 1990s kind of uh, video game characters. Caricatures. Anyway, let's find out how good it is. It's good. Much better than yeah. uh, that, that performance today. <laughs> so yeah. I'll preface that I'm happy. I'm ecstatic. We got three points on the road yeah. a few days yeah. after a win. Right. But it, I, it was not enjoyable to watch. And you, you, you mentioned Brian Schmetzer's halftime and I, his commentary. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same after the second half. How do you, I mean, how, uh, am I, I too mean, negative right now? I think you're too negative. We basically, as soon as they were down, I mean, we had a question come in, but yeah, let's, we'll get to that. Let's, let's, let's talk about first the fact that if the, with the busy schedule, with games coming up, we started most of our starters, if not all of them. Yeah, that was best 11 available. Yeah, available. And that's, and that's saying Obed Vargas uh, is arguably part of our best 11. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, we were on the diet, I almost said Dianetics. Uh, we were not no, on no. <laughs> that no. podcast. We definitely did not get our Thetans removed. I've been wanting to get them removed. 
so that I could fly with Xenu and the DC-9 into the sun. But uh, I don't have enough money to get all my Thetans removed. So we were on uh, (laughs) Dynamotics. How do you you say it? Dynalytics. Dynalytics. There you go. (laughs) Podcast talking. And uh, we thought that Nico might not start because he's taken some of those Mm -hmm. midweek games offs. Uh, But he didn't. He was there. And uh, did he sub off? No. No. Played the whole game and that's a, that's, really, actually, that's legit, legit surprising. My takeaway from this game is that we are the best team in the league, and we know it. And mm-hmm. I think that was the problem today. That's a good, that's a great way of putting it because that's exactly how I felt we were going into that. Like seeing, especially seeing the best eleven uh, come out like what an hour before the best eleven. The starting 11, which is our best 11. I mean, like, damn, we are coming out to just say, all right, we're going to take this league now. And yeah. that is exactly how we played. I think the most, we'll get positive. I'll get positive at least. And, and I know you're more positive than me. Um, but I, I just want to get out my frustrations first. But when we went up a man, we were already up a goal. Mm-hmm. And we played the worst part of that game in that time when we had that at uh, that advantage, I feel like it just didn't look like how it should look when you're not only up a man. I mean, we had a a uh, uh, Mikey six strings, AKA Sir riffs a lot wrote into the show and said, why do the Sounders always play like they're down a man when they go up a man? And that's exactly how you feel. Um, I, I think I'm a little bit more in line with Casey Keller, uh, who felt like we just knew we had the game in control. And rather than putting our, our foot on the gas to, to shut it down, we just kind of toyed with them a little bit. And they, you know, they had a few chances, but nothing really, uh, really made Fry have to work. You know, even the one that got through knew whose legs he saw it the whole time, uh, and we were particularly good when we went down a man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that was kind of a wake up call a little bit like, all right, let's just let's take care of business. Right. Well, let's we, go we, back and talk about this goal. All right. Yes, of course. The so, one goal of the match, one nothing. Yeah. I, I, I want to say first, I only saw the last four passes when I watched it live because I had just turned on the game. I was working on my garage and today and building a um a box outside that's like for package deliveries because i've been getting some packages stolen uh where they have to enter a code and put it in a box and stuff that has a camera on it so uh i was working and i so i came in a little late uh and i turned it on moments before the goal and so i saw the four passes that led to the goal and missed the other 18 because it was a 22 pass play that led yeah. to that goal that's Talk about that like how crazy is that 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 doesn't happen i mean it, it just doesn't happen that often um i think we've, we've done it before but that's kind of under schmetzer when we control a game it's what we do right mm-hmm. last year we had less possession most of the year i feel like but in years past there were lots of seasons, yeah, where we were controlling the game and we would pass it around a lot. And uh, 
especially back in like 2016 uh, and, and 2019, especially 2019, I'll say. Like when we had Rodriguez and players like that, like we were passing the ball tons of time before goals. So to see a play where you pass it that many times and and see it go back and forth across the box like that and still score is just fantastic. I mean, it just felt like we knew we were the better team and it was hard to get amped up for it. And they kind of had mm-hmm. to fight through that. Yeah, I was, I, I mentioned during the game that um, at least when they initially went down uh, Houston when they initially went down a man that, well, now it's definitely going to open up because we have a goal and they're down a guy. Right. And, but we've already had the midfield all game like this, this game in particular, it looked like we didn't have a problem in the middle of the field, moving the ball around, mm-hmm. which of course, it, if you're as good as we are and you have that, opportunity to just kind of do whatever you want for the defensive to midfield then you're going to get a 22 pass sequence that ends up in a goal that like that 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 sequence deserved a goal and it was going to happen and it it wasn't the i mean it was damn near the produced of goals i mean the only the only negative was that i was it the keeper that got a deflection on it right before it was going in but yeah it was off the defender yeah yeah so that deflection was the only bad thing about the entire twenty-two plays. It was, it, I mean, it was masterclass. So you, that is definitely deserving of the last five minutes we've talked. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It was just such a a pretty goal watching the ball move around, and that's what we can do. So uh, that is the only time we really saw it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was it. Was definitely a Rudy as goal too. Right. Yeah. A, a rocket from within the six yard box. Just that's going, that's buckling the net for sure. So it's just a bummer. We didn't get any more than that, man, when we absolutely should have. And that is right. why I guess I'm frustrated. We didn't play to our potential. We, and we still got a goal. So right. And goal different many hats matters. and they're all hung up on that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, you know, the, when they went down a man and I guess we can skip ahead, this is going to be a short episode because not a lot happened in it. So mm-hmm. uh, the fact that we're moving to the second half already, I'm not too worried about. Uh, we can we can give reminders and talk about the, the one game this weekend. And then we've got a full week until we have another game, which will yeah. be awesome. No, no yeah, midweek game next week. Yeah. So uh, it, their guy made a stupid foul early to get to a yellow card. What he did in any other situation where he got the second yellow would have been the right move. Had he not had the yellow, you take Mm -hmm. down that guy. You make sure that you end the breakaway, but because he already had the yellow, you just can't do that. And he had cover anyways, like you just can't do that. And he got, and you know, they argued a little bit, but there's no doubt that that was a foul. Yeah. And he argued a little bit and then turned around and walked. And, and and it's probably more um, in frustration that, that that had to be a red card. Yeah, from from two yellows, but because he's thinking back to, and you know he heard it in the locker room. You know he knew it right away. That was stupid, but I appreciated it. So (laughs) thank you very much. Um, If we're talking about fouls, can we talk about the foul that wasn't called on Christian Roldan in the midfield when he got chopped (laughs) down from like both Achilles were taken out? Like the guy wasn't even had no chance of getting the ball, and how did that not get called? And that led to Alex Roldan getting. 
subsequently red carded. Right, because he he got that first yellow mm-hmm. standing up for his brother. Yeah. So subsequently, no. he he left the game because of it, and kind of the that was that that's frustrating to me. I mean, that's not consistent yeah. with how the game was being called. Do you think the second yellow that Alex got was a foul? I don't think it was a foul. It looked like he was trying to draw contact and it was not there was there was barely any and that guy went down real soft. Yeah, I don't think it, it was a foul either. Um and if it was, it definitely shouldn't have been a yellow card. But that's a professional foul if he did make contact, right? When the guy's mm-hmm. breaking down the field and you foul him, that's a yellow card every single time. So you can't put yourself in that position, especially when we're up a man, especially when they've been challenging us and we're trying to put them away. I guess as, as we are vetting out the fouls and the the refereeing, I guess uh, frustration that I have after this game actually has a lot to do with that as well, right? Just it wasn't. It wasn't really, it wasn't enjoyable to watch. And that was part of it. It wasn't just that we weren't playing to our potential, but the, the, there was no real flow to the game from all three parties, the refs, Houston yeah. and us, you know? So just, yeah. it's a bummer that we put that kind of potential on the field. And granted, we also got to mention it's 85 degrees in Houston at night. Like, <laughs> no humidity, heat, all of it. Yeah, like I, it, I, I don't like I don't, walking to the car in that when I visit family, right. let alone play uh, nearly two hours. <laughs> right. Something. It's it's why it was a tough game, and it's why it was something they had to slog through, and ultimately why I'm happy because mm-hmm. during parts of that game, we did look like the best team in the league. Oh yeah, it just wasn't sustained for the whole game. I'm surprised and it was like, we didn't score three moment, goals. Yeah, at any moment we could have done what we did right there with with the twenty two pass goal, which was just pass it pass it up near the box, move it around, and then just find a way to kick it in. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, think I, I think your will is a lot less at that moment when there's so much heat, when you're up a goal, you're up a man. Uh, until we get that wake up call of that that second yellow on Alex, and suddenly it's ten on ten. Yeah, double air looked great. Yeah, double air. Uh, came in. Um, we saw Josh come an, in. He missed an assist, but he yeah, but uh, that first ball got blocked. At that point, it's basically emergency mode. I think he, but no, I, I just mean in that like one key sequence. I don't even think it should have gone to Lidero. I think he had an earlier pass on that, if I remember. Oh, correctly. even before that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, where Lidero was pissed for not getting yeah. the cutback. Right. I don't think, and, and, and they, they showed the replay and and. Um, it, it looked like he wasn't going to be able to complete it to Ladero, even if he had the the best of angles. And, and right, and Keller said someone was blocking. Uh, yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying shot to say for him anyway. So, but I, I, it, if I remember correctly, correctly, I think when he first got in possession of the ball, I was like, "Ooh, there it is. There's your opportunity." And then he kind of went another like twenty, ten or fifteen yards yeah. with the ball down the wing. And but usually that's how we play, right? We mm-hmm. usually go all the way down basically to the end line and right before the end line, pass it over. But it only on works if your last name's Ravon. Yeah, but we, or <laughs> knew who, but that's what we do. Uh, this game though, it was interesting because all of our crosses were early crosses and Keller kept getting really excited about them. Talking about the defense isn't set. I love the early cross. I heard him say it 
at least three times. I agree. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's just like, dude, when, <laughs> when did you fall in love with this all of a sudden? But he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I mean, it is. I mean, I... I, I like the opposite. I like the late cross, but not to the first man, to the second man. That's how Christian scores most of his goals. Mm-hmm. Is so the spot or the far post. You stop it, and then the guy runs to the far post, which pulls the defenders over, and, over that way, and then Christian comes running into the back. You cross it to him, and he kicks it right in. I mean, we've seen that for several years now. That's been, I feel like, our bread and butter of scoring goals. Yeah, I mean, the early cross is for kind of your po- – poacher's goal right you know get yeah. diving with a toe diving with a header um but keller's not wrong i mean especially as a keeper he knows early crosses are probably the most uh, annoying balls to contend with right you, you don't you don't really know where your defenders are like well maybe not where they are but what they're going to do because they're not set and they're mm-hmm. therefore you have to wait until the last second uh half a second to make your make your call. Am I going for this? Am I, am I sitting set to to make a save here? That could be in any direction. So I can, I can see why he gets so excited from a commentator's perspective for that, but they are pretty roll the die crosses. Um, yeah, but three points, man, we, we almost yeah. doubled, we almost doubled all our points on the season in, in what, four or five days. Right. Yeah. Two, two wins got six points. Um, you know, moved us up, not up the table, but up the points part of the table. Yeah, uh, I think if with, we win next weekend, we are we're above the line. <laughs> three right, well, three months to play. You have what five teams tied there at that at that what point total in, in fifth place? So mm-hmm. or seventh seventh to tenth place or somewhere in there. Whatever it is, we can jump up there with a win, and and we we just have to win our game in hands. It's not games in hand. We'll mm-hmm. say it the proper way. It's not that easy because we have some tough games, a tough game coming up. Before we get to that, though, what do you think is the ultimate takeaway for you from this Houston game? What I know about this team is that we respond immediately in the in the right direction. Whatever the response is originating from, like with Brian Schmitzer, you can tell the 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 shift in mentality after our games actually takes place versus that's the right thing to say. And that's usually what happens with a lot of mediocre teams. And obviously shitty teams don't even try to <laughs> adjust themselves, right? They just stay shitty. But Brian Schmetzer is a, is a wizard when it comes to putting these, this locker room in the right direction. I think in game, he has issues quickly adjusting tactically sometimes. But he also lets the players play, and we have the the best set of players when it comes to above the shoulders game, in my opinion. And there's a lot of talent in this league. I think there was a, a MLS Italia. I don't know their their handle. I apologize, but I did retweet them uh, earlier today, and I showed you that when it came to the top ten salaries in MLS, and not a single one of them is a sounder. And I said it's a Garth appreciation tweet. So getting the right players with our coach makes me feel like we, especially a performance we're going to get, we got three points out of, but we're not happy that we are probably going to dominate this weekend. Yeah. Uh, 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 I, I'm not so sure. I I'm agree just trying with to turn my mentality said. around from earlier. In the no, I, I agree with everything you said, but I do not agree with that we're going to dominate this weekend. 
but I'll talk about this game first. Uh, I think it was a position, a hard position to be in, right? Midweek game, it's a slog. It's hot out. Um, a slog. You were sloppy. Adjective. Yeah. We're just slogging through it, right? It's 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 hot. It's humid. You're literally, your body is having to cut through the air, right? It just feels mm-hmm. like everything. It, it's like you're in an F1 car. And the downforce is so strong that you're porpoising over and over again, right? That it's just oppressive, the heat. And we made mistakes. We didn't look great. We didn't live up to Schmetzer's expectations, but we found a way to win. And I think that's something that Rusnak really spoke to after the game, which was, you know, he said, this isn't a lesson, but this is an experience that is important to have so that we know we can pull these games out so we can believe in ourselves and so that if we have this again, we can figure out how to get through it in a more positive way. The, I like there's like a subtle confidence to the way he said it's an experience, not a lesson. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. we didn't need yeah. to learn this. We already knew. <laughs> it's yeah. more of a reminder. Oh, yeah, that time where we won. So let's let's talk about this upcoming game this weekend. We are playing Colorado at Colorado. A game I was actually supposed to be at, but because my flight got canceled and I got stranded in New Orleans and had to spend an extra $700 on hotels, uh, I canceled my trip. So I'm not going to be oh. there. Um, it's uh, generally a tough place for us to play. I mean, I think we won a bunch in a row. We tied last year when I went 4th of July weekend, but I can remember playing there on my dad's birthday many years ago, and we lost 5 nothing. So I still have some of those early Siggy years in my head. Um, here's why I don't think we're going to dominate. They're a team that went and won last weekend pretty convincingly against a really good uh, LA Galaxy team. I get the LA teams confused right now, but <laughs> against a LA team fan against a team from LA, and uh, that was impressive. They have been a different team since they traded and got. Jossie, I mean, they, they have Jossie's artists right now, so they can be a different team yeah, moving they forward. Do. They can be more goal dangerous than they have been in the past. Um, we saw how good they were last year. They snuck up and won the Western Conference when no one expected that. When I think it was their first time ever. They had, even when they won their championship, you'll remember, they, they, it was back in the days where the, it was the top four from each side, and then the other ones were filled by the next best teams. And so what happened was they lost and they dropped from the West and went over and played the East and won all the way through the East. And that's how they made it to the final as the Eastern I representative. That, that used to, I kind of like that. I like, like well, that was supposed to be the, the Sounders. Kind of thing. Yeah, that was supposed to be the Sounders that year. We were in that position because I think we had lost to Houston one nothing, uh, the final game of the season. And then moments later, uh, Clint Irwin allowed in two goals for Colorado to have them drop below us and then go to the East. So it would have been us. And generally the East is a cakewalk. Like I'm not scared of any team in the East. You're going to, you're still going to have to show up and play, Mm -hmm. but like most of the teams, the East are garbage. Like new England is not that good. They just last year, they just got to play a bunch of crappy teams over and over again. I so, wouldn't want to play New York City in their baseball field. 
because they weren't <laughs> at home when we played them, which doesn't really give them any. And yeah, I, I, I don't and know they, if they're, they get a home they field be. advantage. Do you think they do? I don't know if they do in their baseball it, stadium. I mean, they know how to play there, <laughs> so uh, we don't have to, we don't have to digress into New York City. But I'm saying that's probably the only team out of literally all of them that I would be like, okay, this has too many question marks around it. Versus we sh- we should Houston them, which uh, yeah is win. I worry I worry about Atlanta as well because they have Pineda who knows. Schmetzer's weaknesses. Ooh, like he was one of the that. reasons we've been so good in the past. Mm-hmm. And if Ozzy makes it back from his injury, uh, and well, Joseph Martinez is amazing. It's like I wouldn't. No, that, that's true. I wouldn't want to play Atlanta either. Um, yeah. From from a you you know how we work standpoint. But anyway, we don't have to go talk about the East that much. No, let's talk instead about tonight's KC versus Colorado game. Yeah, I was just gonna say I'm also not that worried about Colorado because they have two players I got reds in this game and uh, four yellows from the 90 minute mark to the end of the game. So it, just in stoppage time. And KC also got two reds in that in that same period of time. I think I tweet. No, I, I know I tweeted a quarter of the highlights on YouTube of the nine minute highlight of the whole game a quarter of it was those last 90 plus minutes so the low i mean they were the highlights <laughs> it was it was yellow for this is in the 90th minute uh abu bakar got a yellow for colorado yellow for mark anthony k for colorado plus second one. yellow for austin trusty plus one diego rubio gets a yellow plus lucas two. estevez gets a yellow plus three. red card at red card at uh for kansas city plus six which is what Plus six, yeah. Red card, <laughs> straight red. Not even well, a second yellow. The KC straight red was red straight red as well. So that's the same. Right. That's the same interaction. And and can we right. go ahead and say the last one? I was gonna say Estevez already had a yellow though, but he didn't get a yellow. He yeah. got a straight red. Oh, they skipped it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Saloy for KC got a red in the 99th minute. When I was watching the highlights, I was trying to see the live reaction to the the Fontes Estevez situation, and it actually wasn't those two. It seemed it looked like Estevez was coming to the the defense. Well, it's exactly what he did um, after one of his players just literally got straight shot, chopped down um, by it was by Saloy because they went to VAR. That's why there's a three minute difference. So the Saloy player chopped down on a on a quick restart free kick. The guy that kicked the restart, he chopped him. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous, and I'm not. I'm not even yeah. cutting that out. I <laughs> like that pissed me off just in in the replay of it. So uh, the teammate of the guy that get chopped, Estevez, comes and uh just shoves him in the back, like like a cheap a cheap shot, but it's not a cheap shot because it's a reaction to you're defending your guy, right? But the guy Saloy had no idea it was coming, so could have like severely hurt him in the neck region from the whiplash, <laughs> but um. He goes down, and then that's where those reds occur, and they came back to the VAR on the chop down. And then Fontes, and I don't know who who he went and choked with two hands. Yeah. But that guy was <laughs> – it might have been Estevez, um, but he was talking to the ref. I mean, he was talking to the ref, right? And he put his arm out to stop like, him. And like, the guy hey, bro, up- I'm talking to the ref. And like, he took that one-arm shove as a, yeah. you're trying to kill me, so I'm going to put my – both hands up and choke you 
Yeah, I mean, and what makes it great for us, Sounders fans, since we had been at the bottom of the table, is KC's terrible this year. Their last place team, basically. Uh, Colorado lost two to one. Yeah, and they they're lost gonna miss their left. Yeah, and they're going to miss their left back, starting left back, and starting left mid when we play them this weekend. So maybe you're right; they're going to dominate because they're missing two key players. I just know Colorado's a good team, and we can't take them for granted. That is true, but. I don't think you stop thinking about this game the way that last nine minutes went. If you're a Colorado player, you lost. And that's the la- that melee at the end is all you remember. I don't, I think it take takes a game to get kind of knocked out by us. Just like on, an uppercut <laughs> to be like, well, coaching, we got to right? reset. We got to reset. Yeah. That's their, their 100% coach is true. good though. They have one of the best coaches in MLS, I think, along. I think us, them, and um, interestingly, RSL, have, yeah. uh, because they have Pablo Mastorani, have some of the best coaches in the MLS. Uh, interestingly, looking at Colorado Rapids, though, uh, so they won, They lost this game. They did, It was LAFC they beat on the weekend, 2-0, um, which, I mean, LAFC is, is still a playoff team, so that's a pretty good win. But they had lost to Minnesota two to one in uh, Champions League, or sorry, uh, U.S. Open, Open, Cup. Open Cup, and then they lost to San Jose one nothing the weekend before that. So uh, they have not very impressive. One, two, three. They've lost three out of their last four games with a with a great win against LAFC. LAFC is impressive. Um, I mean, they're a good team. Yeah, right. And it was two two penalty kicks. Zardes and Rubio had the two penalty kicks in the LAFC game. Oh, there are PKs. But yeah, and LAFC out possessed them 62, 62 to 38. So, all right, uh, we, we should dominate. Was, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll I'll, te- I'll let you have it cuz I want it. I want the domination. I'm sad I'm not going to be there. I I my plan was to go there with my 11-year-old nephew and go hang out with his uh buddy who he plays Fortnite with, who's the son of my buddy who I play Fortnite with, but <laughs> uh next next year, next year we'll do it. I never been Good city. You should check it out. It's very reminiscent of Seattle. I think you'd like it. Without the water. Yeah. They, they mountain replace all the water with mountains. They, Even they're more completely mountains. Surrounded. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. surrounded by mountains on all sides. Then and and more weed, too. No way. All right. I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Get in my van. Uh, before, we, before we go, though, I yeah. do want to say uh, ne- the weekend after that, we have... The clit come into town, Charlotte. That's CLT. That's their. That's oh their. What, their name. <laughs> like, dude, what? <laughs> Charlotte's coming to town. Okay. Uh, I they they came. Some of their fans came earlier this season. They're gonna have a a good draw, I think, of fans, and um, I think we need to we need to welcome them into town with hospitality. We'll bring them out to Flatstick, have a good time, have some drinks, and then we'll trounce them on the field. And then we'll have some more drinks, but uh, I think I think we need to be ready to show some good hospitality to our friends from Charlotte. You know, for their first visit, yes, I agree with you. And then after that, let's be insufferable. I mean, we can we can be insufferable on the field. We'll let the field do the talking. Right on. All right. Well, first, let's take down those Rocky Mountains. That sounds stupid. They're the Rapids. 
I was trying to make a Rocky Mountain high joke because you mentioned the weed and I was just like, I'm I'm just going to stop. <laughs> I can't think of anything. I got it. This coming weekend in Denver, there's only going to be Rusk. Oh, dang it. I screwed up. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got this. I got this. This coming Trouble. weekend in Denver, there's only going to be one Russ cooking, and that's Albert Rusnak as the Sounders take down your Colorado Rapids. Kids tickets only 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Love it. All right. I think we should uh, we should stop recording now um, because people stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> Let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. All right, man. Let's pull it on the port. Um, where can they find you on the social medias? I am at Legal Minded Punk on both Twitter and Instagram. How about you, Aaron? Just on Twitter, even though I have an Instagram I don't use. But on Twitter, it's A-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-G. L-E-Y. And if you haven't got your picks in this week for the Sounders scuttlebutt pick them, get them in. Yeah, maybe you missed the midweek game, but there's still a bunch of games this weekend. Yeah, that is true. And actually, everyone uh, sends, I think, one person. And maybe we'll text him after because he hasn't put his picks in since week one. Uh, everyone got their picks in early. I sent a little reminder to, to two people. And they did it. They Even responded. tacos and haircuts? Even tacos and haircuts. Welcome That's back from the dead. Uh, I think it was because yeah. I actually said in the link, this is the link, click it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I enjoyed that because I clicked it. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad, thank you. I'm glad thank my you. words worked. Uh, that's how emails work. All right, everybody. Mm. Have a great night. See y'all later. Or morning. I guess you're commuting. All right. <laughs> peace out. And whenever you're listening, peace out. <laughs> You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.